But hello, everybody. Megazard X here. Back at it again to give y'all another very exciting podcast episode with my episode 24 of my Zarcast podcast. And uh, as you can probably see right now, at least if you're watching the YouTube version of this, uh, I definitely changed out my layout. You, you saw like a countdown timer from the start of whenever this podcast is about to kick off, um, as well as the snappy transition going into my actual intro, though. So, yeah, so honestly, I've been going through and I've been changing some stuff up. You know, 2022, brand new year, brand new me. And I decided, you know what, there's some stuff I wanted to do or improve upon on my channel, though. And this is just one of the little things that I've been doing, though. But in the description box down below or in the show notes, if you're on one of my podcast servers, um, down there, you'll see a link. I did create a brand new Zardcast Twitter account where basically you can kind of keep up to date on anything for the for my podcast where there's like updates on start times and stuff because I am starting this podcast a little earlier than what I normally do um what is that little topics little surveys and stuff that I might pull y'all on throw this um throw that little bit of information up in here on the podcast or anything else in between that's what I would primarily use that account for, so that way I can just kind of relay some information directly to y'all. I'll still go through and retweet it with my regular Twitter account and whatnot, though, but that's what I'll basically be doing, though. So, yeah, so you do have that to look forward to. Go ahead and the link's down there in the description box slash show notes down below so you can follow me on there. And just keep up to date on anything else with my podcast series, though. Now, with that little bit of housekeeping out of the way, at least for the topics I have out for tonight, uh, got to talk about a couple of brand new trailers that just released um, from Nintendo for some games that are coming up here within literally one being the next couple of weeks, the other one being um, within the next couple of months. And then uh, got some interesting news about E3 and how that's going to be affected, though. And then once I get done with those three bits of quick news, then I'll go ahead and move into and transition to the second half of my year-end review that I started in my previous podcast episode, though. So, yeah, so that's all the stuff I have laid out for tonight. If we have time, I don't know if we will or will not. Maybe might talk about a game of the year discussion, but I have a good sneaking suspicion it might not fit um, within this one episode, though. So it might roll over into the, the next episode, though, but we'll have to wait and see, though. So, yeah, so without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump straight over into that um, quick news real quick for the gaming news. All right, so starting things off, we did get confirmation that E3 for the year of 2022, it's canceled. Or at least not cancel entirely, but it is cancel in the sense of, yes, there is not going to be a physical meeting E3 for this year. It will be online only. And that's to come to, you know, no shock or no surprise due to the fact that, well, you know, coronavirus is still going on. You think we would have been almost through the hump or through the hill, but especially not here in the U.S., definitely no. Um, here recently, we had an uptick. Um, for the virus, especially with this new, uh, shoot, I'm trying to think of the name of it again, though, Omicron, I think, um, that new strand of COVID basically out there, that's just like, it's like highly contagious, like, literally, I just came off of that, like, I think I came down on it with Monday, I turned around and took a COVID test on the Tuesday after that, and I came back positive, and I basically had been working for like the past week or whatnot, though. But that thing is real. Like, I got hit with it. I know my mom got hit with it. 
Um, and then a couple of my cousins got hit with it. I'm like, it, yeah, it, it's going around. It, it's still a real deal. And I feel like the, the board of directors for E3 kind of looked at that. And that's one of the reasons why they don't have this event at least scheduled to meet in person. So it is a little bit unfortunate. But then again, when you look at E3, honestly, how many times do you think, at least with companies, especially with Nintendo, Nintendo hasn't done a, um, a showcase meeting at E3 in years. We're talking about way back to the Wii U days. And you can remember some with the Wii and whatnot, though. But I feel like a lot with companies, when they go back and look at this, especially since um, 2020, I felt like, you know, a lot of them should be able to actually bounce back from it and be like, well, we can do our own little trailers. We don't really need E3 no more. I mean, maybe back in the day they, they needed it, but now it's not really much the case anymore. So, yeah, so that's pretty much it in terms of that E3, though. But y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below. What all did you think about this? Was it kind of disappointing? The fact that we're not holding the physical E3 or is your mind kind of basically like, oh, whatever it is, what it is, because uh, most of our stuff, we just get it through digital news, through direct state of plays, uh, inside Xbox, all those kind of events. Like, you know, even Square Enix started to do their own types of presentations as well. Um, everybody's doing their own stuff, so that really won't kind of affect the name of the game, though. But yeah, so that's it in terms of that quick news for E3, though. But now, oh, we got to jump into a couple of new trailers that we got here recently because um recently we did get a brand new trailer for kirby and the forbidden land and i'm like oh my gosh this game looks really really good i ain't gonna lie because i mean all the different copy abilities and stuff like that and we knew that it's basically like nintendo's well, it's not necessarily their first take of a 3d kirby game i mean you had some of them side games like um Kirby and I mean not Kirby um Kirby Air Ride and stuff like that so I mean it's not out of the norm of them doing 3D Kirby games in that kind of sense but in terms of mainline it's just mostly been 2D for the most part and we're finally getting an attempt for a 3D one so I'm like oh that is really nice right there I am really digging this though and it does seem like at least for the level structure what they got going on right now I feel like it's a mix it's definitely a mix between 3D World and Mario Odyssey. The reason why I say that is, in terms of the scope, it does look like something like Mario Odyssey-ish within a level, but it's not nearly as big as, like, you look back at the Saiyan Kingdom, no way is one of these levels, like, that big. And the reason why I say 3D World is the fact that when Kirby was hovering over the main world, you did notice that there were like little tiny um, level hubs on the big world map. So <clears throat> we are going to take it one step at a time, moving from level to level, but they're not necessarily super big like Mario Odyssey's kingdoms. So it's like meet halfway in the middle between 3D World and Super Mario Odyssey. And that's the kind of vibe I'm, vibe I'm getting from um kirby and the forbidden land so i think it's gonna be a fairly nice big experience while not necessarily being super big or super massive like completely open world it's not like that but it is 3d so in terms of a 3d platformer i think this is going to be really nice and definitely a good change of pace in comparison to what the most recent but brand new game we got was uh, kirby star allies which was nice but 
after you've done that 2D formula over and over and over so many times, how many times is it going to feel fresh or brand new in that kind of sense, though? So, yeah. So, that's basically all my thoughts on the Kirby game. I think I, I'm kind of on the fence about this. I mean, the fact that it's big and 3D makes me say, yes, let me get this game and try it out. But at the same time, I'm not like a diehard Kirby fan or anything like that, though. But then again, this game looks visually nice and it's something, you know, in the... It's almost like it's kind of Breath of the Wild moment, but for Kirby, because we don't normally get anything like this. So, I don't know, me thinking back and forth on those thoughts kind of got me back and forth to whether or not I'm going to get it. Because, uh, you know, 2022, it's going to be a crazy year in terms of all these releases anyway, though. So, uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to save up quite a bit. I don't know how I'm going to be able to get these game, all these games to begin with, though. But yeah, so that's basically all my thoughts on Kirby, though. But y'all got to let me know what you think about this. And it doesn't come out too far from now. It comes out on March the 25th. So, yes. Yeah, so, ooh, a lot to look forward to with Kirby. A lot to look forward to. And now the next thing that we had in terms of an, another new trailer that we got within the past week or so is we did get some more information on Pokemon Legends Arceus. They gave, like, a big overview um, trailer for it. It was, like, almost, like, 12, 50, somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes long, something like that. I mean, some pretty in-depth stuff without it going too far in depth to the point where they're like, you know what, we can't, um, to the point where it was almost about to get spoily. No, they definitely kept it within like the first area. And they said like, there's different biomes. Like you got to see, they primarily showcase off like a grassy biome, but then there was like a, a brief, like kind of like an overview of like different areas, like bang, bang, bang. Like you saw a snowy tundra area. I think there was like a hot area, um, some waterish areas and stuff like that, though. So it seems like there's going to be a, a lot of different biomes you're going to go through and explore. And it seemed like the main focus is basically you going through and completing your Pokedex. However, there's like different ways of going about it. Like you, you can throw the Pokeball at the Pokemon, just catch it instantly, like your Let's Go formula, or throw one of your Pokemon at the Pokemon in a certain proximity to it. And then you go and initiate a battle. And that's that's it. That's the interesting about this thing. So it's like, you know, the quick, easy ones. Oh, throw a Pokeball here. Oh, if you want to battle, you want to level up, you can do that there too. That's going to make things really interesting though. But I think the, the most interesting thing is obviously the thing that they highlighted on um, earlier was the fact that you have the, uh, the agile style and the strong style. And we didn't learn with the little information they gave us that it requires extra PP usage. So, like, imagine, like, a flamethrower normally has, like, 15 um, PP on there, though. But if you want it to be, like, an agile one, it might cost two PP or whatever, though. So, there is a little bit more some strategy kind of going on in terms of um, how you kind of go and approach these Pokemon. Because you need to attack quick. You just... I think there might be a way just to attack normally. And then you do the strong. So, do you do a bunch of quick moves or quick paralyze the pokemon they get slower then you hit them with a strong move i mean like just the agile strong thing with it i think it's definitely going to add an extra layer of depth in this game i would be very curious if they could be able to translate this over into what would be the next generation would it be a gen 9 that will happen probably next year or something like that though but honestly this is really cool, really interesting, and the fact that um, they showcase off, you know, how you have to go about with battles with Pokemon that are, like, aggravated, like, you know, like, the Pokemon can attack you, and, you know, if, you know, if you don't manage to dodge and move around and whatnot, though, they can knock you out cold before you even have a chance to throw your Pokemon out there in the middle of battle, and I did want to say, I think there was, like, one moment in the trailer where it was, like, 
I think the Pokemon was attacking your Pokemon, but they did so much damage. I think they actually hurt you yourself as well. I'm like, dang, that's like, if that be the case, that's like literally some legit Yu-Gi-Oh mess, um, you know, throwing out your cards or whatever, and they do so much damage on the card that it hits you as well. I'm, uh, it's going to make things quite interesting going through and exploring um, this Hisui region pre-Sinnoh um, throughout all these lands and stuff, though. So I'm honestly... My hype for this has gone up just a little bit. It's not like crazy up there, but we're literally less than a couple of weeks away at this point. So I'm like, Ugh, man, it's just slowly but surely, like my anticipation, a little bit of hype is going up for it. Because we, you know, this is a game that I guess a lot of people have been wanting in terms of like the open natureness and the closest thing to an open world Pokemon game uh, we gotten thus far. So if they can pull the cards off right, we might be in for quite a big, um, ambitious adventure. Now, I know some people have been saying, oh, look at the graphics. The graphics ain't that good or whatever, though. I'm like, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm like, I know Game Freak is slow, and you literally got to take it one step at a time. But from what they showed, I'm not I'm not too um, bogged down on the graphics or whatever, though. I know it's not going to be nothing beautiful or nothing like Xenoblade um, 2 related or anything like that. Nothing to that extreme level unless they start outsourcing some of their material. But but for what they showcase right there, as long as that gameplay loop is fun enough, the graphics won't boggle me down that much. So I'll just say keep an open mind with this game if you're one of the people on the fence based upon how the graphics look in the game. Just kind of keep that in mind as we get a little bit closer to this release date, though. But yeah, that's basically all I have to say on this one trailer for Pokemon Legends Arceus. But y'all got to let me know down in the comment section down below or somewhere on Twitter or wherever. And let me know what are your thoughts on Pokemon Legends Arceus as we inch close, you know, one step closer each and every day towards the um the brand new trailer though y'all just gotta let me know though but yeah so i think that about does it in terms of that trailer though and basically all my three major quick news subjects between e3 the brand new kirby and the forbidden land trailer as well as the pokemon legends rc stuff some news that happened this week or the past couple weeks so to say though but not too much where we're back in the normal norm of things, though. So, yeah, so that's going to basically do it in terms of all the quick news, though. So now we'll go ahead and transition over into the next major topic for tonight. That being my year in gaming review. So starting off right where we left off, we managed to go through and talk about all the games from January all the way through the month of July. Covered quite a bit of stuff, and even Steven managed to actually um, pop up in here um, for a brief moment to kind of get and give off some of his thoughts on the different games that had you know dropped out throughout the year, though. So we're going to pick up right back off where we left off, of, which is on August the 27th. We did get the release of No More Heroes 3. Now, I do remember going up into this. I know a lot of people were kind of excited about it. They even released No More Heroes 1 and 2 um, on the Switch as well in anticipation of this leading up to the release of 3. And a lot of people were kind of excited about it. And from the from the words that I heard from most people, some people digged it, some people didn't. I, I heard from most people in terms of like the open world aspect, 
it it didn't look as clean or as good as like what it could possibly look but that thought aside if you are a diehard no more heroes fan you probably liked it you might have had some nitpicks here and there or whatever though but overall it seemed like a pleasantly good experience um from the creator on it though so yeah so that was like the major thing i was able to pull from august wasn't too much more um kind of going down in the month of august though so i was like oh okay whatever though but yeah that's about it for that month though now moving over into the month of september this is where things started picking up as we got a little closer into the holiday season because on september the 7th we had sonic colors ultimate that released now originally you know, Sonic Colors is a good game. Don't get me wrong. Like that's one of the, the one of the few <laughs> um, Sonic games I found actually be pretty good, pretty pleasant. Like I remember playing Sonic Unleashed and then turn around and playing Sonic Colors. I was like, both of those are some really good Sonic games, though. But for Sonic Colors Ultimate, they had they didn't have like the traditional Sonic team making that. Probably because the the regular Sonic team is um, in the process of making the brand new Sonic game we're getting in the year 2022. So they had a different studio making this game. And I was like, when they released Sonic Colors Ultimate, it came in like a sort of kind of glitchy, crappy kind of mess. Like, like people were kind of glitching all over the place, crashing it in some areas and stuff like that, doing some weird stuff in the game. And the game's not necessarily bad at its core because this was a game that originally launched on the Wii back in the day, though. But in terms of how they released it and how it was optimized and stuff, I think particularly the Switch version was definitely probably the worst version out of the three, but all three of them, uh, whether it be Switch, the PlayStation, or the Xbox versions, they still all had their crazy hiccups, though. So, yeah, it was kind of a butcher mess. I don't know if they managed to improve it since... I mean, I know they've been doing patches and stuff to kind of get it up to par where they want to have their golden standard of it, though. So, I know it is better than the original launch of it, though, but that did kind of put... A sour taste into most people's mouths whenever they got the games day one though but yeah we did have that game that came out on the 7th though um and then turn around a few days later on the 10th we did manage to get warrior get it together now that was a game that was made by um intelligent systems and you know it was only a matter of time since we had fire emblem a couple years before that the previous year in 2020 we had paper mario and origami king so it was only a matter of time before we had a warrior game and we did manage to get it this year on the 10th. And overall, it seemed like a pretty nice little package. Um, a lot of different micro mini games. The, the key little twist with that game was you get to control all these different characters. Um, you know, the whole Warrior crew, but each character controlled a little bit differently, which kind of made the approach of how you beat a mini game um, a little more complex in the sense of you can go with it with Wario, you know, flying with a hover pack one way though, but then you got to use another character that zips around a whole different way or whatever though. So it, it was kind of interesting. That's the kind of interesting twist they did with WarioWare, but it seems like, you know, it did fairly good and people who really like WarioWare games, um, they kind of gravitated to it pretty well though. So yeah, so we had that going down. Now, a little closer to the end of September, things stacked up a little bit more. Um, we did manage to get Deltarune Chapter 2 release. And you know what? At this point, I was like, man, it, it was such a big gap between Deltarune Chapter 1 and Deltarune Chapter 2 to the point where I was like, dang, I almost kind of want to wait. until like, I still hadn't finished Chapter 1. And now Chapter 2 is out. And I think they said Chapter 3 will also be free. But I think after 3, if I'm not mistaken, I think from that point forward, I think he had like six more chapters in mind or something like that. 
I know after that, he's going to release like a big pack, and then that is going to wind up costing you. So it's like the first few chapters you get for free, kind of get a feel of the game, try to, you know, have him try to hook you in it, and then a batch of chapters after it, that's when it's going to start costing us. So yeah, so we did have that. At some point, I will get around to it. I just don't know when, or it might not be until I manage to have the complete game in my hands, though. Because, I mean, the way I was kind of releasing now is sort of kind of episodic at the moment, though. But we did have that. And then also on the 23rd, we did manage to get a Castlevania Advance Collection. So it's not nothing like brand new as a brand new release, but something re-released in the, fence, in the sense of Castlevania. Because, I mean, when was the last time you had like a brand spanking new Castlevania game? <laughs> I thought so. So anyway, it, it was nice to be able to have them bring over more Castlevania games because we did have the Anniversary Collection released a, a few years ago. And now to have the Advanced Games come over, that's pretty good too. Uh, I, and so I, I, I probably will get that game at some point when it drops in price. I know it's been on sale. Like normally it sells for 20 and sometimes it goes on sale for about 15 bucks or so or something like that though. But... Beyond that, I'm I'm probably gonna be cheap. I'm gonna probably treat it like the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, where I bought that for five bucks, seventy five percent off. If it hits five bucks ever, that's when I know for sure I'll swipe it though. But I'm just kind of keeping an eye out on it, just trying to figure out when I want to kind of pull the trigger up on it though. But yeah, we did have that game, and it did come out on the 23rd. Now also on the 29th, a game that I didn't actually put my hands on, but I did have it a request from one of my friends. And that is um, a game called Melty Blood came out on the September the 29th. And uh, my good friend Sylveon, he was the one that put the request up in there and wanted me to actually mention it in the year in review. Because at least for him, I know he's been on that game playing it a whole bunch. I think also my friends Hex, maybe Alexis, I can't remember. Um, I know they've been playing it as well, though. And it seemed like a, a fairly kind of interesting, um, a fairly interesting kind of fighting game. And if it wasn't for the matter of fact of how many other games I'm prioritizing at the moment between my Switch games as well as some of the PlayStation 5 games I got, I probably might have jumped in and tried to see, um, you know, what's all the hype about it in terms of that game, though. But honestly, it, it seems like a pretty cool little fun little game, though. Um, if you want to hear more about it, uh, you know, go ahead and hit my friend up on Twitter at Sylveon underscore 25. He'll probably give you the lowdown on that game, though. But I did want to mention it because uh, he wanted me to just kind of tag it up in there, though. But, yeah, so it seems like quite a bit of stuff that went down in the month of September, though. So we'll go ahead and bounce over to the month of October because, oh, boy, on October the 5th, we did get Nick All-Star Brawl that managed to release on the Switch, PS4, as well as the Xbox One. Now, with that game, everybody was thinking it was going to be the, the smash killer it's gonna be the thing that puts smash out of business the thing because literally when this game was announced earlier on in the year it was a game that most people were like oh good now we can kind of roll over our smash hype since the smash dlc is about to end we'll go ahead and just transition it over to nick all-star brawl and to me it's pretty cool seeing all these Nickelodeon um, characters kind of duke it out and smash it all up in that game, though. Like, literally, you got Reptar, and then you got SpongeBob characters and stuff like that. You got some Hey Arnold characters here and there, though. I mean, some some old-school goodies, like, you know, um, Leonardo. I can't remember. They put two of the turtles in there. I can't remember the other turtle in there, but the other two are missing. But, yeah, so a, quite a good representation of Nick's characters. But the thing that kind of got me where I said I probably won't pull the trigger on that game 
is uh the voice acting the voice there's like there's no voice acting at all which if you go back and think about it with the smash brothers um you know all the smash brothers games with their voice acting clips and stuff it just gives it a little bit of extra breath of life up in the game but the fact that there's no voice acting up in there it's kind of uh and then you turn around and we get in the warner brothers um smash like clone and it's having voice acting but it's like free to play so i was like i, I don't know what nickelodeon was thinking i mean yes they always could include it as dlc later in the future though but or updated patches but i just don't honestly see that happening so it is a shame at least on that front the fact that they're not going to be able to do that though and then outside of that i do know that there's not like a traditional jump button up in the game which that is kind of a little bit sad as well because i'm like or not jump button there is a jump button but you don't have to you know tilt the stick up in order to jump like in smash that's not up in there. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So yeah, so I was like, I'm, I'm pretty mixed on that. I'm pretty mixed. So I was like, oh, I've been playing Smash like that for years. And you tell me you don't have that option? I don't know. But overall, it seemed like the game did okay-ish. And I know probably the biggest audience for it was probably on the Switch, though. But yeah, if you really like that game, let me know what you thought about that game. Because um, I'm kind of curious where it stands now. I don't know if the game is necessarily dead yet. But I know there's probably still a fan base out there that probably still goes through and plays through that game, though. Now, oh, shoot. On October the 8th was a game I certainly was never expecting to ever see the release here on the Switch. It was that game that hit us in that E3 presentation earlier back in the month of June that just got me like, what the actual heck? Because that was the day that Metroid Dread finally released. It was rumor. I mean, actually, it was kind of in the rumor mill for the past couple of years. Hello? But Hello? oh, hold hold on, hold on. Oh, look 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 who popped up in here. What's up, Sonic? You? Uh, hello. Oh man, Not much. just just finished. You know, the stream of Near Automata. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I saw you just streaming that, and I was like, dang. I was like, I was like, you should be able to join. And then all of a sudden, my, my schedule got whacked. And I was like, oh, shoot, I need to start this podcast now. And I was like, dang, you're still, you're still streaming. But, yeah, you caught me at the moment where I was going through our year-end review, and uh, I got to the point where we reached Metroid Dread. And it, it's kind of funny how you joined right best, in on that best, one. Best, best Metroid game, Lamau? Yeah, yeah, the best one, man, the best one. Yeah, well, you played all of them, right? Yeah, remember I went through and uh, did my little binge series fest yeah. on my channel because yeah, yeah, I played yeah. Super, and uh, that was it. I think that was it. That was the only one I played. No, 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 Super and Samus Returns. Those were my main two, but I never got to play the first game, and I never got to play the fourth game. So I uh, dug out my I Wii U. Fusion. No, 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 not before um, the announcement of Metroid Dread. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play. Uh... It. So I had to dig out my Wii U boot up the eShop on there and go and download um, Metroid Zero Mission and Metroid Fusion. And I played both of those yeah, as screen series on there. They're the only reason why those two games were like in the number one spot in like the eShop for the Wii U. <laughs> Just because of Dread. <laughs> it literally was. I remember that. It, it, it was trending. And I was like, bruh. But I was like, those games were short nah, enough yeah, like, where you could run back through all Metroid of them. Metroid 5? Are you kidding me? That's been the making for like, what? Almost 20 almost 20 years 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was. Because I think I remember it was teased in what game was it? Was it Metroid Prime 3 or something? Or it said Dreads reaching the, the end of uh, completion. Was it Metroid Prime 3? First was. Um, wait, 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 what was the question again? I'm sorry, I can't, I, I blanked out right there. I think, uh, I know on one of those Metroid Prime games, they said uh, Metroid Dread was reaching completion. I think they mentioned it in Metroid Prime 3, one of the files somewhere. I think so, yeah. But yeah, so I was like, that's how I knew it was kind of in the works for a long time, especially from diehard Metroid fans, though. I, I, I just remember flipping out when, when they mentioned, um, no, when, when they when they put like Metroid Five, I'm like, what the hell? I was like, no, they did not. You mean they made a Metroid Prime Five instead of Prime Four? <laughs> <laughs> if you go back and look at some of the reactions of people, I know that popped up on there for no, some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that oh, that was funny though. But honestly, that game was outstanding. Will not spoil it, of course, though. But. Oh man, I still haven't done it. I really need to do a discussion Spoiler with you, alert. Uh, the the main character's name isn't Metroid, it's Samus. Wait, well, Sam now. wait, Samus is a girl? <gasps> oh, shoot, that, that still gets me. That still gets me, though. But I still need to talk about that ending. I was like, man, that, that ending was ridiculous, man. Oh shoot, that, that oh man, I, oh, I was jumping up. Those cutscenes, man. Those cuts, and then that, that one yeah. part, midway in the story, where... What you call it? Talk. Oh, I know, I know, oh, I know, I know. Oh shoot! No, that oh. no, that was the moment. Two things. That was the moment I knew Dread was the best Metro game, and second, that gave me chills. Like holy shit! I know. Oh, because like you never expected it. Like, and it's funny because like it was so. It was like one of their most kept, best kept secrets of a, of a game too. Like no one spoiled it on like on twitter or anything you know what that's that's the thing i love i don't think anything about metroid was leaked like most nintendo games get leaked i don't think i remember a single thing about well, Dread getting leaked like the game came out like what like three months after it was announced because like it was pretty much done so yeah. there wasn't really i don't think there was enough time for like anyone to like get leaks of it or anything because you have to keep in mind if like if they launched it at like three months after they announced it or something you have to keep in mind that uh like how how well kept of a secret that it was like even in like the i bet like some people in like the nintendo company didn't even know about it yeah they must have not i know this game was it rumor mill like i knew there was some 2d metroid being made i knew for the past year there was some 2d metroid game being made i just didn't know when they were going to drop it and then when they hit me at E3, I was like, I still couldn't take it. Like, I still, it was hard for me to fathom it. I knew it was in works because I heard from some people and I knew it was a thing, but it still caught me by surprise. I was still like, what the did freak? Your, did your uncle at, Ninten at Nintendo tell you? No, it wasn't my uncle, but it was my uncle's uncle's cousin, if that makes sense. Um. Anyways, we went on a tangent. What, so, but, like, what was it about, Dredd, that you were talking about? Uh... Shoot, I can't remember where where I was going with that though. But but overall, Metro Dread was literally one of my favorite games of the year, and I'm pretty sure it will pop back up whenever I get to my game of the year discussion though. But I honestly, oh, that might man. be it. Might be my game of the year. Yeah, it, it it it's definitely up there. It's definitely up there. You got anything else to say about Dread before we move over to the next game? Uh. 
it's very you don't really need to play any of the other metroid games if, if, if like you know if, if someone's like thinking ah oh, do i have to play the other ones no just go for it not necessarily and they, like and they, a, and they, they give you that like recap. a summary yeah so yeah totally fucking totally worth it but if you happen to play all the previous games fusion and samus returns those ones hit even harder for me after going through and playing through this game though but still honestly oh man that was that was an experience that was an experience all right so after metroid Dread released on the 8th 10 days later on the 18th you know you know the good old saying all good things must come to an end because we managed to get the final we managed to get the final (laughs) smash brothers character for smash brothers ultimate and it was the most highly requested one. The one that was always on the prediction list. If you went on and watched anybody's channels, they always predicted this. Man. I don't it's think like, it was a me. prediction list. It was, like, it was mainly just them hoping or something. No, uh, predictions, like, hopes, I kind of throw them all together. I mean, you always saw it in people's lists. And they say, could he or could he not be a thing? But yes, that was the day Sora was finally introduced into Smash. And I always go back and look at that trailer. I'm like, you know, I was like, I think that was probably the best way you could probably go out. I was curious how they were going to end this this DLC. But I felt like that was probably the most perfect way. That way how they kind of had Sora flying through. You had all the different Smash Brothers characters. You literally had him come back to the first trailer with the big flaming Smash Ball. They came back to that moment. And then just seeing Sora just fly around, I was like, you know what? That's that's a beautiful ending. He was just flying around like Peter Pan. He really was. And I was like, oh, shoot. In terms of the way how he plays, he plays very interesting with his, like, three-hit combo. And I think I've been getting a little bit better with him over time. Like, Honestly, you have to, like, you have to jab opinion, him a couple of times, hit the ground, jab a couple of times, hit the ground, and then do three. Like, there's a way how you juggle with him, but it takes a little practice. But what are you about to say? Honestly, like, in my opinion, he's, like, the, one of the most broken characters in that game. It's sort of the simple fact that, like, his, like, his... He's so floaty, but at the same time, he just just like his combo game, like he hits you, brings you back down, like does a down tilt, and then it'll 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 launch you in the air and it'll like put you in a perfect position to do an up smash. Yeah, and I still can't get over the fact of his up special doing that and then hitting with the side specials up in the air. It, it kind of reminded me of Bayonetta, but it's not nearly as bad as that because once that's done, it's done. But still, I'm like, you, you can do some crazy stuff with Sora, and um, you just better watch out recovering on the stage. That man will just go after you. I'll be like, dang. I don't know. Like, as a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, I was so happy that he got in. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting, because I remember when he was announced, I was going through, and I went through and played Kingdom Hearts 1, and I, and I finished Kingdom Hearts 2, I think, at the time. And then, lo and behold, oh, you, you, then you, you didn't you didn't finish Kingdom Hearts. Yes, I do. I finished Kingdom Hearts too. No, no, you did not. Kingdom Hearts one, I, I was done with it. And then a uh, chain of memories. Don't get me started on that. And Kingdom Hearts two was amazing. I see why people love that uh, game. You mean the card game? Yeah, yeah. Chain of memories. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. I played it for a little bit, and then I was like, dang. I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no. I ain't doing this. I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm watching this thing, sir. But yeah, so honestly, he, he's a really fun character. And in terms of all the DLC from Smash that I really like, I, Hero's fun. He, he's just dumb fun to use. Byleth is actually pretty cool once you kind of learn what you're doing with him or slash her. Um, I'm still trying to think. Uh, 
Honestly, they... Mithra and Pyra, Mithra and Pyra is literally the best one. That 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 was my overall number one pick, most requested pick. I know, mean you were like summoning her. Oh, no, we, we were, were summoning her hard. <laughs> we were we. Honestly, I cannot believe it because, like, I remember uh, Sakurai said that, oh, it's impossible because, like, the game came out. And it, like, like, it, like, the game, like, Xenoblade 2 came out to the point where, like, he couldn't put, uh, uh, what was it, Rex in the game, yeah. even though he wanted to. But then he put, he goes ahead and puts in Violet, even though that game came out after Smash released. And I'm like, wait a minute. Hope, maybe? And there, lo and behold, Pyre and Mythor made it into Smash. Yeah, so I was like, oh, goodness. And I feel like they, there's some pretty broke characters doing all their switch outs and stuff. I mean, it, it's like Zelda Sheik way back from Brawl, but on a I'm bunch of steroids. I'm like, and with, a, with an anime sword, too. And I'm like, oh, shoot. But yeah, so honestly, Smash. Oh, my God. Twitter, Smash Twitter, they hate her so much, but like, you, whatever. You, you guys can hate all you want. We got our character. We got our character. And then everybody else got uh, their character. I feel like everybody must have gotten a character. Out of all the characters, which, what was it? Uh, 11 characters in total? No, this was like a, this was like a JRPG, JRPG like, like DLC fest. Like, we got uh, Joker, Sephiroth, Xenoblade, like, you know, Pyre and Mithra, uh, Hero. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, that was, that, that, that's four of them in terms of the JRPG side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Byleth, I guess. You know, that totally counts, so. Yeah. So that's like five. Yeah, five in terms of the RPG side of things. You could say six with Sora, but that'll be on the action RPG side of things. But yeah. No, that still counts. It's all RPG. RPG. In, in, well, the, at, in the end. Well, that'll be six. Well, most of the iconic ones usually always come from RPGs when you think about it, though, still. I think it's crazy how we got three Square Enix characters. That is kind of dumb. I was like, "Bruh," and I knew we were gonna get That's another. That's whatever. Band like they they have they have cool characters, so it's all good. It's all good to me. It's all good. I was I don't I was like hoping so hard for like two B to come in. I was like, "Come on, let me see my Yoha unit." <laughs> I was thinking Although it might have been am, possible. I am, but... I am playing uh, uh near Automata right now. Hmm. Oh yeah, I saw you playing that. So yeah, I, I was thinking that there was probably a chance that could have happened, but uh, you know what? I'm 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 impressed. I'm impressed with all the characters we got. Even the fact that we got even more fighting representation, even with the Tekken character that got stuck up in there. So I was like, "Holy oh, shoot!" But I uh, guess I was Tekken uh, with Kazuya and uh, Terry, which I'll never master that dude. That dude got way too many moves for my own good. I'm Ooh, game. Kazuya? Yeah, with all the with the, all the directional moves and. There's even one where you, you hold the stick down well, and you, you let really it up halfway like... up and then that does a stun punch. I mean, you don't have oh, to use you talk all the about moves. the electric godfist move? I think so. You don't have to like master all of them. Just like some of them some like the ones that you're most comfortable with. I know, and then you run into a really good player that can use all of them and it's like, oh shoot. But anyway, yeah, so honestly, good way for Smash Brothers to go out with Sora being the last DLC character. And uh, the wait begins in terms of uh, whenever the new Smash game comes out after this, it's probably going to be something rebuilt up from the ground up. I doubt it can be anything that's like with the same basic no, core there's never, there's right never gonna there's no, there's never going to be something. There's never going to be like another Smash Bros. Ultimate. I, prob- like the- I, I imagine they're going to do something different. Like they're, they're not going to let Smash die. There's going to be some kind of new twisted approach with Smash. 
But we're going uh, back to like a roster, like somewhere between 64 and Melee's roster. Like it's not going to be nearly as big. And they're probably going to overhaul a lot of different characters and stuff. I don't know. But I feel like they'll probably gonna... still port Ultimate. I feel like they'll still port that over and have that the goal. I don't think that can be I don't know. That can, that can even gonna be possible because you have to remember like Sakurai himself stated like it was really hard to get some of these characters, especially Cloud and like Sephiroth. Well, it must have been Cloud, and, Sephiroth, and, and Snake, and, and Sora. Sora and Snake. Dang. Oh so, yeah, like I don't, I don't think they're they're ever gonna port this game. It's just gonna be on the Switch, which yeah. you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, I mean, you still people still pull out their game cues for Melee, so I mean, we'll, we'll do the yeah. same with we'll do the same with Smash Brothers. We'd be like, all right, time to fire up the time to fire up the Switch again. I don't know, for me, I don't want to, like, pl- play uh, Ultimate again, like, with the online being the way that it is. Maybe just local and that's it. Mm, yeah. That, honestly, that's, like, the one biggest fault that Ultimate has. Yeah, it's definitely that online. Kind of bums me out every now and then when I jump online. And then sometimes I get three matches that run perfectly. I'm like, what the freak is this? And then I boot it up again, and then it sucks. So I'm like, oh, shit. I feel like just uninstalling it because, like, I already have all the characters in Elite Smash, so might as well just leave it as it is. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I guess that's it in terms of the Smash talk. Uh, moving over to October the twenty sixth, we did get the release of Guardians of the Galaxy, and surprisingly, I didn't pick that game up. I didn't. I heard it's good though. Yeah, from everything I heard, it's good, and and I picked it up. I hadn't gotten to it yet. Eventually, I'll get to it at some point this year. But surprisingly, there's been a lot of good things. Even on Metacritic, I think it's like high 80s or low 90s or something like that. It was enough where it got nominated for Game of the Year, I think, for last year. But I heard a lot of good things about it. I'm kind of curious to see what's good about it. And uh, I, I imagine the music's probably good with the way how they probably incorporate that with some of the battling. Or not battling, some of the, the fighting that, that's up in the game. Yeah. Now. It's a shame that we, that we can't hear it, though. Unless we buy the game. Oh, yeah, because I think, was it something with the way how, I guess, streaming with the copyright or whatever, though? Yeah, no, you get litigated if you stream it with the music. Dang. And I guess there is a streamer mode, but I guess it doesn't feel the same either, so it's like, eh. Nah. Alrighty. But yeah, that's basically it on the 26th. I will get to that game eventually, but we'll see what I think about it once I do play it, though. And then, one of the big games... The, or should I say the second big game of October, that being Mario Party Superstars. And you know what? That was a game I, I honestly really needed because um, coming off of Super About Mario time. Party, it, it was okay. Yeah, if I can even say no, that. Right. If no, I, no, 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 take that. No, take that back. I, take that back. Take that, take that back. It's off. I, it's I'll off. take it back because literally I came off of the holiday break and I had my family come over and they were like, and they were like, all right, it's time to crack out the old Mario Party. We played Superstars, but then eventually you play so many games of that, they were like, well, let's play some of the other Mario Party games we own. They even got me to try to go back and play Super Mario Party. And I was like, no, nah, we're setting this mess to 15 turns. And when it's done, it's done. And we're moving back to over to Superstars. Because I was like, there's really nothing good about that. Like, the, the maps suck and everything like that. I was just, oh. Well, I, I would say it has Bowser as playable, but that's pretty much it. That's about it. Well, Bowser did have the best dice block. He probably had the best thing going for the game, but that was about it. But Superstars, though. Oh, finally. Potential, I think it has the potential to get DLC for, like, new new boards, whatever, if, they, if Nintendo does decide to uh, to support it in the long run. 
Yeah, because if they do, it could be as early as next month. I imagine they want to, because I think, what, next month in February, we could have another Nintendo Direct. So they could hit us with some brand new DLC. So it would be really nice if they do. But at least with Superstars, though, I, I just love the fact that we got some original N64 games back. Two from Mario Party 1, two from Mario Party 2. Unfortunately, only one for Mario Party 3. I wish there was one more. Uh, because Mario yeah, Party 3... Was, from the N6, yeah, it was only from the N64 games, right? Yeah, it was only from the N64 games for the boards. And um, Mario Party 3 was the one N64 game I started. That's where I started Mario Party. So that's why I was like, I'm, I'm just kind of partially biased. I wish we had an extra Mario Party 3 board. But honestly, I, I love those boards so much. And especially Horrorland. Horrorland, oh shoot. You got to use some strategy moving around that map. Especially with that King Boo up in the top right who can steal three stars or steal coins from everybody. That mess kind of jacks everything up, though. But honestly, I love all of the mixture of different mini games to get from Mario Party 1 through 10. I like how they do the archives with the history and stuff, like with the encyclopedia and stuff. So I was able to go back and look at certain characters, see where they first debuted at, uh, information about the boards and stuff. You can even toggle the information back and forth between... Do you want to play the classic music for the boards? Do you want to play the new remix versions? I mean, there's just an overall really good package with that game. And the fact that you can play it online with friends, oh, that's huge. Oh, no, like, the online is, like, the best part about it. Like, I've never seen a, a Nintendo game with an actual online other than Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart, Splatoon, as long as it's good. Those were probably some of the, the it, best it, few. I don't know what it was, but I remember Splatoon having a good online. Then for some reason, like after an update or two, it just wasn't the same. I don't know. Like recently, me and Bronto been playing. Um, we've been playing Splatoon, and every now and then you'll see characters like some people you fight and glitch up. And I'm like, wait a minute, it was not like this like five months ago. I don't know what's going on, but but usually it's fairly good for like eight people shooting on the map. I mean, it runs pretty good for that sake alone. But anyway, with Mario Party though, ooh man, I I, I ooh I could go on and on about this though. And I I just like the fact that you can even have a disconnect in the middle of a match, and then put the same characters back together, the same people, put them back in the same match, and boom, um you could go right back from where you left off. Couldn't do that with um, Mario Party Superstars or or not Superstars Mario Party um. Super Mario Party. God, that's what I was yeah, about to say. Super Mario Party. <laughs> Even though they added online for it as DLC, like, super late. Like, what, two, three years after the launch of it? My like, that was all in anticipation for uh, for super, uh, for Superstars, though. But, yeah. Ooh, man. A lot of good stuff. I feel like they could have done something with, with Super Mario Party. Uh, like, like, after, like, that, that one big update, they just gave up. They really did. I was like, uh, I don't know. But that one big update came so late, though, too. And I was like, what the? But anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, that, I guess that's basically it for Mario Party Superstars. So it is definitely the, the party game of the year. Don't know how that got stole as like a multiplayer game of the year for the, the game of the year stuff because uh, Take-Two managed to win that category. I don't know how out of all the I Nintendo mean, games. Do, I'm pretty sure like, well... I'm kind of glad it did because, like, it shows, like, you know, like, other developers are, like, aspiring to make a, a party game that, like, hey, you can do it. You, you don't have to join Nintendo. Or, you don't have to be Nintendo to make a, a good party game. 
or at least a multiplayer game. I multiplayer. I would, yeah, I'll say multiplayer. Like, I don't know if two's a party. I mean, well, when it's me and you, it could be a party. But um, for most people, it probably wouldn't be a party. But okay, so I guess that's pretty much it in terms of most of the games that came out in October. So we only got a couple of months left. Um, on November the 4th, I did have to mention this because, uh, you know, if you don't mention this, I mean, I, I, you, you call yourself slipping, even though I don't routinely get this no more. But on November 4th, we did manage to get the release of Just Dance 2022. And... Uh, it did not come out on the. It did not come out on the Wii. They, they finally really? stopped. They finally stopped it. <laughs> they finally stopped the Wii games. So the Wii is officially but, dead now. But it's the Wii. The Wii is cheap for hospitals to use. Isn't that like the big, the big reason? I think so that like, was it. Was something about hospitals or senior homes or something like that? I think that was the reason why they kept releasing on the Wii. Otherwise, there was no good reason for them not, um, for them not, or for them to stop. I don't know. But that must have been it. I n- I never really like got into Just Dance. It looks fun, but yeah. I mean, the only reason why I almost got sorta in it, it was back in some of the Wii days, early Wii U days, was because that was literally like my sister's game. Like my sister was the one that was always getting it. She got like what four of them in a row from back to back years, like Just Dance four to like Just Dance twenty twenty, I think. No, not twenty 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 nineteen. Or something like that. I don't know. 2018. I don't know. It's it's been a while. It's been a while. But that was the only reason why I kind of had some uh, association with uh, with Ubisoft's games with Just Dance, though. But that was about it. So yeah. So outside of that, we'll move over to November the 11th. We had the Grand Theft Auto trilogy that released on the Switch, and uh, you think that would have been a game for Rockstar to kind of knock it out of the park? Because the the foundation and stuff was there. All you got to do is just HD the thing up. But uh, no, somehow, that. just just port the original games. That's it. You don't need to like. They're already fine that as they were. Yeah. So you, you would think doing something like that, but I guess in the process of them HDing and messing with some of the files, they kind uh, of butchered you know, it. You want to you know, know what it was? What? I actually know why it's, it's the way that it is. So like. They got the same developers that made the mobile ports, which were which are awful, and all they did was get the original games, and then like put like the mobile game engine and updated through there, and that kid, that's all they did. Bruh. So you know, don't do not support Rockstar by buying the GTA trilogy. Show that they are not, they should not be allowed to do that. Cause why are you gonna like send out a game? Which one you know is broken, and two you know that it's broken, but you still send it out regard anyway. So like, no, they shouldn't be allowed to do that. Yeah, that's the thing that got me. I don't know why they didn't delay it. I guess they really wanted to release a game this year, but I'm like, I don't think he necessarily was trying to release something next year either. At least from what we know so far. But I, I, I just don't know. And then I remember them saying how they uh. They took down the original versions on some of the previous stores or something like that. For no, for no good reason. Yeah, for no good reason, because I guess they just wanted everybody to kind of buy into that. But then it's like, <laughs> like once people were trying to, you know, demand refunds and stuff like that, then they had to reopen those games up on those platforms and stuff. I don't know how how they messed it up, because I remember playing some GTA back in the day on one of my cousin's PlayStation or something like that. So I kind of want to dabble back in it again, but. Not while it's still kind of broken down as a messy glitch like that. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, I'd rather just get the. What was it called? Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah. Whew. But yeah, so I guess that's about it for the Grand Theft Auto trilogy. And then one day later, got a super big uh, JRPG that I I know you've been loving so much. It was the day that Shimagami Tensei Five finally released. And uh, do I remind yeah. y'all that was the game that that people been waiting on since. The January um presentation before from twenty seventeen. From way before back in twenty seventeen. Yep. And I was like, what the heck? It, it was one of those last few games that released. I think the only one we're waiting on now is Bayonetta three, which should happen sometime this year, and Metroid Prime Four. Those are like the last couple of games that we knew that were announced in twenty seventeen. And then they finally released, and what was it? A couple of years ago, we, we had Dragon Quest uh, 11s that came out. I know it took a while for that one to come out, though, too. That was also announced in 2017. But yeah, man, you, you got some stuff to say about SMT5? A really good game. If you like the... If you like Pokemon, but you want like a more, like a more difficult... Like, if you want a more difficult and... Uh... I guess a darker series and try Shimagami Tensei Five. It's kind of like it, but at the same time, it isn't because it offers its own unique style of gameplay and mechanics. Because like in that game, you can the way you capture demons isn't like Pokemon, where you lower the health. You have to like negotiate with them, and then they'll decide whether or not they'll join you. And the cool thing about these about the game is that you can fuse demons to like get stronger demons. Yeah, I totally recommend Shimigami Tensei 5. And some of those conversations with the recruitment, I'd seen random stuff on Twitter. Or I watched a couple of your streams and saw you playing through it, though. But some of them dialogue options, I'm like, what the heck? Like, some of them were funny, and some of them I was, like, scratching my head, like, did they really just say that? I was like, bro. But, yeah, so overall, Shimigami Tensei 5, it, it, it did fairly well, I think, also on sales, too. I think it managed to crack, I think, a mil. I feel like it's at a million right, right around there, rough, give or take. But I felt like it did fairly good, and it seemed like, you know, Atlas did a, a fairly good job on that game, though. So kind of curious what will be the, the next brand-new Atlas game that they'll do after that. Well, it's probably, it'll probably shift back over to Persona 6. I have a feeling, because with their anniversary stuff kind of going on right now, though. But yeah, so honestly, looking forward to what they got next, though. And I know we got a couple Atlas games coming up in the year 2022. We got like the, um, we got the Persona 4 um, Arena game coming out here fairly soon. And some other Atlas game that's like a visual novel. I think those are like the couple next new things that they're trying to port over or whatever, though. But yeah, so that about does it for SMT5. Then jumping over to November 19th, one week after SMT5, we did get the release of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And I know when when the game was first announced, what was it, me and you, I felt like we were, we, we talked about it in one of my videos. I don't know if it was because we watched the thing live or I was talking about it after the fact or something like that, though. We, but we were, we were like costumist, like, yeah, uh... we were costumistically optimistic about the game. Like, we didn't know what it would kind of turn out to be. Like, the art style kind of rubbed us one way, but then we were like, but it's, but it's dominant, but it's the, the Gen 4 remakes. But then well, later my, on, the thing the thing mm. was like I'm pretty sure I said like if it didn't have 
platinum content that I, then I wasn't going to get it. And, you know, flash forward to its launch. Yikes. Yeah, because don't get me wrong. Yeah. Diamond and... I mean, not Diamond and Pearl. Um, the Gen 4 games, primarily, I'm speaking about platinum. But Diamond and Pearl, to a small degree, weren't necessarily terrible games when they originally launched. Like, they had some good stories and no. stuff going for them. No, 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 no. Like, they were terrible, which is why Game Freak released Platinum, which fixed all the issues from Diamond and Pearl. No, I meant, like, you, like the way how the only, game runs and stuff. Like, think in of it terms like of this. The speed, there was only yes. one fire type in the entire game that you could get, and that was Chimchar. In the original Diamond well, and Pearl. Well, no, it was that and Ponyta slash Rapidash. Those were the two. Those were the two. Yeah. Which is like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah the, some of the, yeah, the stuff like that was kind of broke. But in terms of the adventure, the sense of the characters, the world and stuff, it was still fairly good with Diamond and Pearl. They just expanded upon it and made like the perfect game out of it with Platinum. And so in terms of that sense, if you go back and play Platinum nowadays, it's still a really good game. Don't get me wrong. Sinnoh's still a good region. But even myself, and you know how big of a Pokemon fan I am, Sonic U, even when I was going through and playing Brilliant Diamond, I made it all the way to the point of the sixth gym leader. I beat him, was going back to Mount Cornet, and since then, I have not touched it, and it's been like a couple of months now. And I'm like, I just don't have a lot of motivation to go back and finish the game because it must be something with the whole quote-unquote it's going to no, be a faithful a re remake, a faithful remake. So there's not too that's, much incentive for me to go back. Cause actually that's why I hate it. Cause like why stay faithful when you have, when you can add more content, which they did, but I guess for some reason they made a, they made the great, the a huge IQ move of not including platinum content, which is like, like the worst well we'll give them do. small little credit i don't it's not really small nah. little credit nah, they did put the outfit credit. up in there i was i was gonna i was gonna throw that up in there but it ain't much no. of a bone it was like a penny but anyway no 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 they screwed up my favorite generations i can never forgive them for that i know and it kind of got me worried i was like well if they did faithful remake and had ilka make um this one i don't even want to know what the gen 5 games go because gen 5 is complicated in the sense that they're not going to include the battle train watch i mean gen 5 will be complicated in the sense that you have black and white which tells one story and you literally have black and white too which literally back in the day when those games came out it was advertised as new like they threw that slogan new like two is new because literally the first th two gym leaders and the route to where you get up to um to the city that's like inspired after new york Completely new routes, completely new gym leaders. The only thing that was the same is literally like some, obviously the Pokemon that existed in Gen 5. But outside of that, everything was new leading up to that point. So I'm like, how, how do you incorporate some of the new areas that was offered in the second versions of the games? But in the sense of telling a story, you really only could tell like the original black and white story, even though people will want the black 2 and white 2 story. But unless you do a new game plus, I don't even know how you add all that up in there. So oh, it's like, it's even harder with that one. Plus. Say what? There's, there is no new game plus. There's never been a Pokemon game like that. I know. I was like, you would literally need to do that in order to kind of showcase off the the black two white two content, because you literally have to run through it again with a different character in order to get that kind of telling from it. Because there's no perfect way. I felt like unless you do the new game plus and they break their mold and do that, there's probably gonna be no way you're gonna be able to like... include that content up in there without it conflicting in some way. Because the stories are. 
two different things that add up together. I don't get why Game Freak doesn't like include New Game Plus in their games. Like, it's such a simple, a simple thing that sh- that's like a uh, what's it called? A a standard for like most JRPGs, like New Game Plus. Uh-huh. So you think you think Gang Freak would do that as well, like, like multiple save files? Yeah, you would think, you would think, but for some reason they just don't. I don't know. They're they're just they're they're like really behind, or like compared to like other series that have evolved. Like look at Breath of the Wild. Look at a uh, like you know the Z- Breath of the Wild Zelda franchise, the Mario franchise. You can already tell that Splatoon is going to be doing something incredibly special with their game. Yeah. So, haha. Uh, just uh, any game. Yeah, so I don't know uh, how they're going to handle it. My that. hopes. Oh, go on. We we know that, that the Gen 5 remakes are going to be coming in. I feel bad for like the people that love Gen 5. You, you know they're going to mess up. Oh, shoot. My, my expectations were so low, yet they somehow managed to like go beneath that with with BDSP. Oh no! And also with Gen Five, the thing I loved about that game was uh, rotation battles and triple battles. Like that mess was like, rotation battles. Was, uh... Oh shoot! Yet they decided to cut that out, even though everybody liked it. So yeah. And the thing is, why did they cut out the seasons? Like really? That shit was so cool. Yeah, and I know also. In black and white, they literally have easy and hard modes in that game, and I know exactly. that's not. I know that's not they, gonna be up in, <laughs> in they, when they do they, it. They they know that we want hard mode, so why do they not do it? And literally, I think the only difference with hard mode was like I think it jacked all the levels up by like five. Maybe with certain gym leaders or elite four members, maybe it went up seven levels. But, oh. I don't know. That's gonna be a whole nother topic. Whenever it, it it'll probably be six or seven probably, years from probably, now. We probably shouldn't talk about it because we're just gonna go. You you know how we, how I am with Pokemon. Like you both you and me when we when we get to like discussing Pokemon, we're just gonna go off at, on a tangent. And that's gonna be like a two hour conversation or whatever. It'll be a two hour conversation for six or seven years from now. Oh shoot, that that's gonna be a long, that's gonna be a long time from now. I don't even know what I'll be doing by then. Oh goodness. Oh goodness! Uh, who knows? But like, yeah, it, I want to get Legends Arceus, but I'm, I'm on this, I'm on the fence about it. Like, on one hand, what I've seen so far looks cool and all, but on the other hand, it's Game Freak. So you know, hey man, they got they got quests in the game. They got quests. I never thought I would see a day with Pokemon game has yeah, quests up in it. I'm like, yeah, what? That's so cool. That's so cool. But it took them this long, really? I don't know. That part gets me. And the fact that, you know, like Pokemon can hurt you and actually make you black out that way. I'm like, holy the, shoot. The crafting materials. But like the one thing I don't like is how like uh Jubilife is gonna be like the central hub. And that's yeah. pretty much it. I, I wanna know the one thing that'll probably like solidify like what I want is like uh more towns other than Jubilife. Or like yeah. you can like build the towns. Oh. Like how they did with Breath of the Wild with Terrytown. Like that, or like how they did with like what was it, Colony Nine and Xenoblade? Because this game this yeah. game is, is uh this game is taking like, a lot of inspiration from Breath of the Wild. 
Yeah, it, it really is. So, I don't know. I got my fingers crossed. I, I'm still going to get the game because it got to be better than Brilliant Diamond. That's all I got to say. So, I was like, I'm, I'm getting the game. And uh, I, I'll be the fair I, judge I, of it. <laughs> I stole uh, Gigi Alexis's uh, copy of Sword and Shield. What? Bruh. Yeah, I, I straight up like told him, like, where's your copy of Sword and Shield? Uh, Right here. Okay. I grab it, put it in my backpack when I was visiting. I was like, I'm taking this. And then he looked at me, and with a straight face, he told me, I'm not going to lose. And nothing of value is going to be lost, so go ahead. Bro. So I was only doing it as a, as a joke. I was going to, like, put it back, but, like, I kind of... The joke backfired on me, so uh. now I'm stuck with the copy of Sword and Shield. Bro. That's messed up. All right. Well, he doesn't care. It's yeah. Sword and Shield. It better not have been Sword and Shield. Wait, he has Sword, well, doesn't he? No, he has sword. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I guess that does it for the Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl segment right there, though. If you never played the games before, you probably will have an okay time playing through those games. But if you're one of us that played the original ones, Diamond and Pearl or Platinum, especially Platinum, then um, I might say skip it. That's literally my opinion. I never thought I would say skip in a Pokemon game. But if you literally played Platinum before... I feel like there's no value loss skipping over this game. That, that's just where I'm at right now. But yeah, so that's it on that. Now in December, honestly, the the well, I'm sorry, like I just want to add one more. Oh thing. yeah, like, go the ahead. Pokemon game that made me feel that way was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Oh. Literally released like what almost a year, almost a year after. It was basically a year, basically a year. And then nothing was changed other than like new evolutions and like the last island. And I don't get why they decided to change uh, Lusamine's story when she was like really a really good villain in uh in Sun and Moon, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it was her, and uh, I remember what was the Lily. Lily didn't feel as impactful in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Than yeah, because like Sun and Moon. she left the island, didn't she? Like, yeah, she left the moon, the island in Sun and Moon. And I was like, dang, but I don't oh, think yeah, she sure, did sure. that in Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, in terms of December, I have a couple more games left that were some fairly notable ones. And they both released on the same day. Because on December 3rd, we did get the release of Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain. And I think the last time we had a Big Brain Academy was like back on the Wii. And I know one of my other um, friends that I knew from college, uh, I know he was excited to have this game because it's been years since he's been able to play one in the series, though. And for it to be a new one, nonetheless, though. But yeah, if you're interested in like, you know, those kind of games that are like kind of learning based and stuff like that, there's even a demo out for it. I hadn't even dabbled with the demo. I probably should just to kind of see what it was like. But there is a demo out in case you're kind of curious about the game, though. But it is like one of those learning kind of games, though. Um, have you messed with it, Sonic U? No. Okay, that's what I was thinking, though. But yeah, so that is out there. If you're curious about it, you can try the demo and then you can buy the game if you really like it. But also on December 3rd, I know this was a game that our good friend Sonic said that he was getting, was the Danganronpa Decadence, the the one where it's like four different oh, versions of I, that game that came out. I have that game too. You, do you have the complete but one I, with, the, with all four games? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I decided to get that one. Yeah, have you played it yet, though? Uh... No, not really. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, dang. I, I'm kind of curious. And they do have it split up. 
because I guess the physical version was was it technically considered as a limited edition, but it's it's the package where it literally gives you all four games. Or if you want a few of the games and not all of them, then you go to the, the eShop and download them digitally and whatnot, though. I, I'm kind of curious about it because I heard so many things about it. So maybe at some point I'll get it if I notice it kind of going on sale or something like that, though. I don't know. I'll keep my eye out on it, though. But did you have anything else to say on that one, though? Uh, Rampa is cringe. Avoid it. Hmm. <laughs> the Bruh. reason why I say that is because like it's it's, a, it's an actual meme where people say, "Ugh, you bought cringe, Bruh. All how, right, how it be? Well, I guess outside of that, that basically concludes everything I had up on this list for our year in review. I know Sonic, you you missed the first half where it was like me and Steven tackling from like January all the way down to July. And then um, basically me and you kind of ran from August to the rest of the year through December, though. But yes, managed to finally get this thing knocked out. It took two parts to get it all knocked out and done, though. But I did manage to get it done. And I'm looking at the time. I actually do have time to go ahead and talk about the game of the year discussion. I might as well go ahead and do it. I'm like, shoot, go ahead and get this thing done with. And uh, finally pack all of this stuff up, though. So... Uh, with the game of the year discussion, the way I want to kind of approach it is to basically have our top three games for the year. Like we'll talk about like our third game or our rank number three game, our rank number two, and our rank number ones is going back and forth though. I, I don't know if you know your uh, top three off the top of your head, Sonic Q. I kind of know mine. I already have my top two. I'm trying to think of like my I, third I, I, game. I'm trying to think. Oh, um, I got it. Never mind. Never mind. I got it. Oh, you got yours? I was trying to remember. Right. I, I know one, two. Oh, okay, okay, I, I, okay. I think I know. I know. I know my three. It's just the order of where I put my two and my three. Dang. Oh shoot, it's um, tough. Um, you want to start with three, and we both we go back and forth, and we talk yeah. about it. Yeah, we'll go back All and right. forth. I'll, I'll let you go first with your number three. Let me decide which one's my two and which one's my three. I'm just juggling my two. Yeah, but right. what's for, your number three? For me, number three is. It's a little game called Monster Hunter Rise. Wait, that's number it's... three for you? Yep. Bro. No, it's like... The thing about Monster Hunter games, they have some of the best multiplayer experience uh, you can you can ever find in, in a video game. Uh, there's so many hunts, so many hours I, I poured into that game. I made another save file too to like... Cause like you can, you there's multiple save files and you can choose between like a male or or a female. My first file was, you know, a character from Xenoblade Chronicles Two and Numa, and obviously my second save file was just a male character in which I named V San, which is you know my tag. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there's so many monsters. The, the game still gets a lot of support, like even after like it released a long time ago. And it's gonna get a, a, a huge expansion in this this year, uh, June. I want to say. Yeah, sometimes um, summer. Sometimes summer. So I'm still like I'm going back to it every now and then just to like keep my memory, like my the muscle memory, afresh, so I can get ready for uh, Sunbreak. Well, yeah, that's my uh, that's my number three. 
That's your number three. I'm I'm kind of shocked. I thought that was gonna be higher, like a one or a two for you. That's why I was shocked when it was number no, three. No, 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 no. You, I don't know. Like that. That's for multiplayer, but like the other two games are single player. Okay. Or single player games. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh, I still think it between my three and two, but I'm just gonna have to call the shot on this though. All right. So my number three for my game of the year literally has to go to Neo. The world ends with you. Because with Neil, the world ends with you. I was like, it was a game for a series that I remember playing the original one, and I played the Switch version. wasn't able to play the DS one. I made it work. I played it in handheld. Made it work. But I love the story so much. And when they hit me with that Neil, the world ends with you announcement, I was like, no, they did not. And I knew they were bringing back characters and stuff. I felt like they were basically going to conclude it because um, the first game ended, you know, fairly well. But you could tell they were sort of kind of leading you on with the whole new, um, the additional new day on the, the, the final remix version of it. So whenever they hit me with this game, I was like, oh, not only is it HD on the TV, but you're actually able to use button controls to play this thing out. So you don't have to necessarily like play it in handle mode using or use your joy cons and play it with motion controls or whatever, though. So that alone sealed the deal with me and the way how you can just zip in with your different characters with your pre-assigned pins and you know just be able to just tap a button and do it i was like that was just great um in terms of you know the characters themselves i, I oh my goodness it, it just felt so good and i and i don't want to go over the edge and you know talk about all the story and stuff because it's one that y'all have to play out for yourselves though but i find it as a darn tootin shame the fact that it got robbed from soundtrack of the year in the game awards thing because I, I, who did it lose against no, it didn't even get nominated. That's the problem. It didn't even get nominated wait, wait. for the soundtrack. Like, who did win? Which oh, team did win? I, I have to look it back up. I don't. I'm not even. I can. I can look sure. it up right now, and you can like continue with your. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I I don't know how it got jipped. It should have at least been in the category thing for that though. But outside of that, I, I just love the characters so much in the world building and the sense of scope and scale with it though as well as the music like the music i was just bopping and jamming on it that's literally what kind of got me into spotify just to kind of you know, make sure to have that soundtrack on me so i could just kind of listen through some of the tracks in there but some of the remixes from the original ones and stuff like that was absolutely amazing and then when you finally do get to the very end of the game which shoot the, the final finale uh, boss run was kind of i found it oh what was it honestly even if it was on the on the nominees, it would not have won. Dang. the The winner was Near Replicant. Ugh. Which, if you know anything about Near the Near games, they have some of the best scores ever. Ugh. It's I... not, no, 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 no. Ugh. It's like no, 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 no. I, I'm just saying, like, it, it would have been the Square Enix versus the Square Enix, which is kind of typical. But the thing that just gets me is the fact that it wasn't even nominated. I'm like. Say what you want, you know, who wins or whether or not. Like, Nier, obviously, was probably still going to win. But I just felt bad that it didn't even get nominated. That's all I got to say. Yeah. But, yeah, no. It's honestly... <laughs> I, I forgot some of the gaming, like, the like the awards. I honestly did not care for the, for like, the, the show itself. I just want to see if, if, um, if the, what's it called? If the judges were bowed out, like the last game of the year, like yeah. <laughs> the last of us. <laughs> yeah. And then last thing I got to say about Neo is the fact that 
Square Enix did not do what they needed to do in order to capitalize and promote this game. I don't know why, but remember back with uh, with their presentation, they literally promoted the crap out of the Gardens of the Galaxy game, which still turned out fine and good, but they did oh, not promote this on, game on... at all. And that's the thing that frustrates Like More of us fans were promoting the crap out of this thing on Twitter, saying how good the game was. But then they, they turned around and said the it didn't live up to the expectations. I was like, you didn't like, promote it. I think the reason for that, like why, I'm not going to say like why uh, uh, Neo Tui didn't get the promotion as much as it should have gotten it, but like for uh, Marvel, you know Disney was like, hey, here, here's some money to promote our games a lot. Promote this seem like a lot, please. Not please, You're, you have no choice, do it. Which makes sense, but you would think, as niche as it kind of is, they should have done something more with I don't know. It just chaps my heart. But overall, take it yeah. from me, take it from my boy Bronto over there on Twitter. This game is amazing, and if you hadn't touched it, hadn't messed with it, you need to do so. You'll get more out of it if you play the first game before you play the second game, though. But nonetheless, you can still get a really good time play out of DS this game. one. Play the DS game. Look up the look up game look up the cutscene for like uh the extra shit. <laughs> Don't play the one on the Switch. Yeah. I mean, that's if you can find a DS one. I don't know how much how expensive the DS one is. Oh no, is. They're, they're cheap. Oh, is it cheap? Yeah, um let me, I'll I'll look it up real quick. Huh. Uh, at least they should be, because you know, with the Switch version being out. Hmm. Um Joey DS. Yeah, forty dollars. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's not that bad. Not that bad. But yeah, so I th that's pretty much all I have to say on Neil. The world ends with you as my third pick. So we'll go ahead and move over to our secondary picks. So what was your secondary pick? Resident Evil Eight. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God! It's just everything about that game was so good. It hit all the right notes. Capcom, you know. They were kind of um, sh dunking on uh, Konami Silent Hill with like the like the second what they like a, a certain part of the game where I genuinely felt fear because I did not want to be in that building. It was, it was something else. Hmm. Um, and then like with the story is really good. I was surprised, and it gave to like. Honestly, like the open-ended uh, ending that it had, it was, it, 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 it speaks a lot for like the future of Resident Evil games. Not only that, like the gameplay as well, with it being like first person, you'd think, oh, this is going to be good. I'd rather play uh, an action-oriented game like RE4 or if you're like one of the classic uh, Resident Evil fans, uh, I want I want my gameplay to be the classic RE style, but no, the gameplay, the way you can like upgrade your weapons, uh, open up room to get even more weapons, uh, buying, selling, it's just f dumb fun. And uh, honestly, between the first game and the second game, it can like the places like you know like first place and second place, they can honestly switch it very easily because like there's so many. The games are so good. Hmm. That, yeah, I, I want to. I want to be as vague as possible because I genuinely want people to like try Resident Evil Eight. 
That was the game that got you to buy a PS5, wasn't it? Yeah, Resident Evil 8. And uh, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Demon's Souls, which I still need to play. <laughs> I got it on sale, so, you know, I don't have to worry about it being like any high, any higher as it should have been. I think for like $30. Oh, because I guess the game normally sold for 50 if I remember right. Yeah. Okay. Resident well, not 50, is... 60, actually. Or 60. Oh. Wait, 60? Huh. Yeah, originally. Oh, originally. Okay. I thought that was 50. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, Resident Evil 8 is your number two pick. All right. Now, for my number two, I was going back and forth, kind of like you, determining which one's three and which one's two. But I got to go way back. I mean, way back. All the way into the month of February. Really that far, that far early. And you know what? It, it was a game that introduced me to a, a series that I was really going to love later on. And it even made me go back and um and get another game that was on the PlayStation because there's nowhere else to play. It was none other than Persona 5 Strikers. I honestly did not think a game like that could pull me into the world of Persona the way how it kind of did. And to top it all off, it was a Musou game, but it was anything that felt anything but a Musou game because there was so much stuff in that game that made it feel like an actual Persona game, just like basically as an action RPG instead of turn-based RPG. Oh, um, For anyone wondering what a Musou game was, just think Dynasty Warriors. The, the big old hack and slash. Big old hack and slash. Yeah. That's, that's basically what I'm referring to as. But... While the battles did kind of feel like that, it wasn't to a large grand scale as it was like what you're thinking, like with Hyrule Warriors or a Dynasty Warriors thing. It wasn't like that big, but it, it felt small enough to where, okay, it seemed kind of realistic with what you could imagine with some of the Persona stuff that happened in some of those cutscenes. Like you can look at Persona 5 Royal and some of its cutscenes. They look like the type of enemies that they were facing at certain times and how they were ganged up in certain situations very easily relatable with Persona 5 Strikers. It was the way how they they juggled all of the, the fighting combat and stuff. The fact that you can rotate between all of the, the, the different characters from Joker to uh, switch over there to uh, hit my boy Ryuji and you can switch over there to On and you can switch over there to Makoto. Like it, it, it just felt good with all the different characters that you had and how differently they controlled as well as being able to incorporate the, the weakness scale with the Personas and stuff. In terms of you know which personas you will use on on certain other personas that are out there that are on the ground that you're fighting at the moment though, so just just different ways how they kind of handle that um, the strategy with with how you kind of approach running through the levels and stuff like that. Some of the puzzles kind of got me scratching my head as you got a little further along within the game though, but it just felt that much more rewarding once you did it. And then some of the different twists and elements with the story whenever they did play out, it just felt really good just kind of play as an action RPG instead of your traditional RPG. A different kind of fresh little take, but I did enjoy it nonetheless. It was weird with my Persona series things because I actually got introduced with the anime first. Then I jumped over and did the sequel and then turned around and did the actual story with the Persona 5 Royal. So I, I was all over the place though. But nonetheless, that was a really good Persona game for me to kind of start off on. And it's something I will always kind of hold close to my heart. And it's probably something that would kind of make me a Persona fan going forward. Like, I'm kind of curious to see how Persona 6 is. And I kind of do want to play Persona 4 Golden if that rumor happens to be true of it coming to the Switch later or other consoles as well because I ain't playing on PC. I tried playing on PC. Couldn't get it to work. 
But overall, a fantastic game. Didn't think my number two pick would happen that early on in the year, though. But it still kind of, it, it still rings at the back of my head every now and then. It's just a phenomenal experience. Music and everything. Ooh, chef's kiss, chef's kiss on all of that, though. But I think that's about all I have to say on Persona 5 Strikers, though. I didn't know you had anything to counter to it or whatever, though. If you wanted to, add uh, I never, I never played a Persona Strikers, and I don't really feel feel like I'm gonna be. I'm ever gonna get pick around it up. to it. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, nonetheless, or especially the way how they kind of built off of the characters. That oh yeah, ooh ooh. I don't. Sophie. I just, I just don't Sophie, like. Though. I just don't ooh. like Musou games. It's weird because I don't necessarily like them either, but that one just. That one just did it for me. I was like, golly. I don't know. Most other Musou games, like even Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, it was nice for the story aspect, but I don't see myself going back and picking that one up, probably running through it ever again or anything like that, unless it's been like years or something. Yeah. But yeah, so I, that's basically it for my number two pick, though. And then our number one picks, which... I have a strange inkling suspicion we're probably both in the same boat on this one, though. But I'll let you go ahead and say what your number one is first. Uh, does it start with an M? Yeah. Uh, is there, like, aliens that you kill? Yeah. Um, Is there the baby? There's the baby? A reference to it, the baby? Um, there's the baby? Is there, like, a... Uh, there's a... Is there, like, a funny uh, uh, dragon that's, like chained up but then he 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 dies in lava yeah but there's like two different ways you can kill him you can go through the belly button or shoot him up in the head i wonder well we were probably thinking of two different games dang metro dread deservedly so deservedly for me it, it is like the game of the year for me like it's so so good I, I, it does everything perfect for me. Like as a Metroid fan, like as a fan of the series, it's uh, amongst all, amongst the other Metroid games, it is the best Metroid game. The cutscenes are like were a welcome addition to the series because you didn't, you don't think, you don't think uh, Metroid as a cinematic game, <coughs> other M, <coughs> but it does it so good and well that uh. And not only that, it does the same thing that Super did, where it tells a story through its environment, which is like, ah, thank you, Mercury Steam. You know, you know, you know how to make a Metroid game, and it, it, it genuinely speaks like, uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, that it's gonna have like a good future, like, because I feel like uh, Nintendo is gonna like, uh source them to make the future 2d metroid games yeah because mercury steam they, they've been knocking out of the boat i remember back in the day with samus returns on the 3ds and th remember this was back in 2017 when they also announced metroid prime 4 i saw them release um samus returns and i was like dang i played oh Super did you also metroid. get the, the the amiibos with them yeah i got the amiibos too oh shoot those things are yeah. fire too squishy amiibo uh squishy metroid though Ooh. Mine's Top still in, the, in, in its uh, little amiibo case. Set him free, man. Set him free. Oh, I had to protect the baby. Bruh. But Marker Steam, I, I, I knew something was special with it when I was playing Samus Returns. I was like, you know what? 
I'm very curious to see how no, they, they, they could do. They, they, they fix. They fix like some of the issues, like uh, you know the the whole like Aeon charge thing, where you can like see hidden blocks. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. It's what this game needed, like the series needed actually. Yeah, because some of them hidden blocks. I'm looking at you, Fusion. There was like one little spot, like in a kind of aquatic underwater thing where you had to bust a block that you couldn't even see. Ugh, I hate it, little mess so things like annoying. that. That was annoying in Fusion. But, and it's like a GBA game, so like there wasn't an excuse to do that. Yeah. I, I just didn't know about that. But I knew when I was playing Samus Returns with Mercury Steam making that game, I was like, this is the best Samus has ever controlled in quite some while. I was like, I know Super Metroid is a really good game, though, but just how smooth Samus moved and Samus Returns, I was like, I I don't even want to know what they could possibly like, do the best with, a, part, with Metroid 5. And when they did that... The best that, part about ooh. Metroid 5, like, this is going off from, like, that, that whole, like, how Samus control. It's a speedrunning game. Mercury Steam intentionally made, like, like with the, with the level design and how you can control Samus, you can skip certain areas and just beat the game and you know thank god they did that because like it shows that they care yeah because there there were some sick moments like i think there was like there's a couple of things like there's one like and i mentioned i kind of teased about it once we were starting to talk about it over metro dread where you're fighting the craig boss if you manage to get the um what is it if bombs. you're able to get the morph bombs, bombs and morph ball yeah morph ball and bombs you could skip a whole phase of that fight Literally kind of oh, blow you, up the block. Him. Yeah, and you shoot him in the belly, and then that's it. And then I'm like, what the freak? And I know there's a couple other ones. I'm just not thinking off the top of my head, but that one will always remind or always stand out to me because it's just crazy. I, and I'm like, I Golly. beat the game like three times. Once on normal mode, I 100% of that run. Another on hard mode, I 100% of that run. And I also sped run it. Dang. So, no, it's. Yeah, it's. it's Easily the best Metroid game, like 2D Metroid game, I should say. Yeah, and I, I just love the way how um, with Samus, Samus, unlike most characters in most games, especially story-driven ones, most characters tend to talk a lot. But with Metroid and Samus, we know she's a woman of little words. But the way how she's the way how she speaks in her games is through her actions, and I never, ever, ever seen a Metroid game run smooth and play like this like brother like the fact that you can do a slide tackle you don't have to necessarily go into more balls anymore but the slide tackle just feels so good slide underneath that sucker stand up do a little shot here and there jump up in the air do a charge shot flip and do a couple more flips grab the ledge freely move your arm cannon wherever uh 100 360 degree 300 yeah 360 360 degree angle that you want do a quick little fire shot like that and just keep steamrolling and then it, it, it just felt like butter moving like what Samus has never felt this good ever. And I, I dare say, golly, I don't know how, but Mercury Steam might be able to pull it off. I don't know how in the world to get another uh, Metroid game to run this smooth like this. I, I, I don't even want to yeah. know how that's going to run. You played Zero Mission, right? Yeah, I played Zero Mission. And honestly, it, this game feels like the Waking Samus controls feels like that, but... The best part about this game is that they gave Samus more options to move, which is why she feels so good. Yeah, and I was like, and all the different power-ups and stuff like that, like, it's just, 
crazy good. It's just it's just outstanding. I, I just love every little bit about it, and, and including like the atmosphere and stuff. While the music wasn't, you know, necessarily anything super iconic that you can call back to, like some other previous games, though. Other, yeah. <laughs> well, they they reused the uh, the Super Metroid theme, which yeah. you know, it, it, and that happened in that moment when you know who speaks. Oh yeah, and that's it, why ooh. that's why I got chills. Like, ooh. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Like chill out, Mercury Steve. <laughs> I know. I was like, bruh, because um and, and I just love it. There's like certain parts of the story where obviously they gave you recaps at the very beginning of the game and whatnot, though. But if you played Metroid Fusion and especially Samus Returns or Metroid 2, like that gives that game even more credence. And I felt like that was another reason why they wanted to really remake that game before doing Metroid 5. That gives even more importance to Metroid Two and the events that happened in that game, well, and I was well, like, that and oh, Metroid goodness. Two didn't Metroid Two aged so poorly out of like yeah. all of them. Yeah, out of all of them, it really was because like what originally it was only on the Game Boy Black and White. Yeah, Ugh. that was the only way to play Metroid Two. So I was like, yeah, so, so it was good that they did that, but so much history came out of that second game. It oh my goodness, everything with the yeah the baby yeah the baby. Oh boy, but <laughs> but yeah. So honestly, that and then especially leading up to the the ending moments of the game, and when you got those final revelations on her st- story, her backstory, all the stuff, how it tied up into the final boss itself. I was like, I was jumping up, I was flipping was out. So good. I was like, brother, pulling some Sephiroth mess. You probably can imply what I'm talking about just from the way I said yeah. Sephiroth. I was like, bro, I was like, oh my gosh. That that was like the it, sickest boss. I fight. never I, thought oh. I'd see someone I never thought I'd see a boss use those weapons. I'm like, oh shit. Finally. Oh, I was like, that dude wasn't playing around either. He's like, man, you about to meet your maker. I was like, and I don't know how many times you struggle with that boss, but on that final boss, I think it took I, me seven or eight times. I beat him on the, the second try. Second try for you? Okay, it, it took me yeah, a little longer well, to get the curve on him. Most other bosses, it only took like three times at tops, depending on what it was, maybe four. But that one took a little longer for me because there was one move that he did. I was like, wait, what the freak? Are you talking about the one where like you have to go around him? Yeah, when you go around him. The timing of that, I kind of messed up on the first few times until I eventually learned it. I was like, bro. Yeah. I love how I can still remember that fight. It's just so memorable. It is. And then the escape sequence after that. Oh! Oh my gosh. Oh, shoot. The whole thing with that, Adam, you know, you could probably tell some of the stuff I'm talking about that. And then when you finally get away on that ship, though. Oh my goodness. Man, just just what a game, just what a game. And for people that say uh, a big 3D game ha- um, has to normally win game of the year, Metroid was this close to winning game of the year. It would have been something then, to see that. I was like, dang. Like what it was, it takes to that one game of the year. So like, yeah. it, it still proves you proves you right. Yeah, because I mean, this year in general, it, you didn't have that big game like a Breath of the Wild or God of War or Halo, which Halo almost kind of got jipped out. I guess they might wind up throwing it in the next year's game of the year or whatever, though. But you didn't have that traditional big one like, oh, that makes sense. That's game of the year quality. Like most of the games for this year were ones that are not like that big, crazy AAA, but nonetheless are still really good games.
but yeah, do you have anything else to say on Metroid Dread? I, th- I, th- I think I got most of my thoughts out on it, though. Buy it. Oh, yeah, buy the game. Get the game up to 3 million because the game has never sold more than 3 million copies or the series. I think Metroid Prime was like the closest one back in the day on the GameCube. But outside of that, hadn't got close. I want to see it reach 3 million in one year because I know there's one YouTuber I watch um rgt85 and if he manages to uh if it manages to sell three million in one year he got to go through and play battle and wonder world so i'm like so i'm like please Metroid uh, Dread, sell three million please i want to uh, see that man play it <laughs> my hair academia has a battle royale game coming out oh yeah i did see i did see about that i didn't mention about <laughs> it but i did see it it, it kind of got me mixed. Yeah. I, I have to I have to figure out what the heck's going on with that. Yeah. Oh shoot! But yeah, I guess that about does it in terms of our game of the year um, discussion. But yeah, so so a lot of good games came out in the year of twenty twenty one. I did want to give an honorable mention um, to Bowser's Fury because that that was a great experience for a short bite sized experience. I really did love that. I know Alexis would have said some words about it too, though, but. But both me and him, that 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 was a really good experience. Um, to kind of kickstart the things off in the year. That was they came back in February, came out in February. But yeah, that's one of my honorable mentions. That was a good game as well, though. But ultimately, a lot of stuff came out, a ton of stuff. Did you have an honorable mention, Sonic? You? I'm trying to think. Hold on, let me let me look through my uh, PS5 real quick. I probably played a game. Oh, the 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 network text for Elden Ring. <laughs> Bro, no, you did not. That game's coming out um next the month. Network next test, month? The network test, not the not the actual game game. Oh. But isn't that game coming out next month? Or is it Yeah. Okay. That's what uh, Game of the Year. Game of the Year. Oh boy. Oh boy. But yeah, so I'm I telling get... you, play a Souls game. It's really good. Oh boy, but yeah, that that basically does it in terms of the, the game of year discussion, though. But let me know uh, in the comments uh, or on Twitter or wherever, though. Uh, just let me know if you had your personal game of the year, or if you had like a top three picks. Uh, just go ahead and just drop them down below, because I'm kind of curious to hear what some of the other people's game of the years are. If you're a man or woman with good taste, um, you might say Metroid Dread, and if you say that. I'll I'll, I'll like your comment or whatever, though. But if you got other games as well, I mean, you know, no harm, no foul. There there was a lot of good games that that year. I'm surprised I went through a lot of those games on my year in review that I talked about. I played a good chunk of them. And I just don't understand how I had the time um, to get through all of those. But, I mean, nonetheless, I did. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that that was fairly good, though. But, um, oh, shoot. I was trying to think. I was like, well... How much time I have left? I, I guess we might as well go ahead and wrap things up. We're getting close to that two-hour mark anyway. We're at like the, I think roughly about the hour and 44-minute marker-ish, though. But, yeah, Sonic Q, uh, tell my fine people where they can find you at. Me on my Twitch, uh, Sonic Q. Uh, they can find me on Twitter, Sonic Q, but with a, another U at the end. Uh, I have my YouTube. Uh, uh, you, you have my links, don't you? Yeah, I got my, I got your links. I'll, I'll, I'll throw them down in the description box slash show notes. Not in the comments, but in the description. But yeah, Necro, they can find me. Okay. 
And then uh, y'all know where to find me at. Just another quick reminder, one more time. Um, I do have my brand new Zarcast Twitter account. So you'll be able to kind of keep up to date on everything that's happening with my Zarcast podcast. Like, for example, this show that actually went two hours early because uh, I had some scheduling conflicts. And I got some stuff to do after this. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you, you'll find about quick little changes like that. If you happen to be following my Twitter account, you'll find that down in the description box slash my show notes for that, though. And I'll go and also promote some of my other good friends like Sonic Q. If he happens to go live streaming on Twitch or whatever, though. I'll, I'll retweet out and share some stuff here and there about some other my other good friends and stuff like that, though. But I also will mention one more thing. Tomorrow, I will be doing a channel up, a mini channel update. Um, it should go up sometime tomorrow morning. I got it scheduled for then, though. But in it, I'll be talking about some other, you know, other changes I'm doing for the year of 2022. Like, for example, this podcast, uh, y'all got to see the new layout with the way how I started up the, the, the stream and stuff. The blue border electrifying background that's going on right now and stuff like that, though. That's only a taste of what I have to come for some of my new channel updates. You'll see the rest of them um, talked about in full detail in tomorrow's quick little update video, though. So you do have that to look forward to as well, though. But that's going to basically do it from our Zarcast episode 24. So if you really like this podcast, make sure to go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and hit the subscribe button and that bell um, just to stay up to date on all things video game related or slash Marvel whenever news kind of pops up on that, though. And I feel like talking about and discussing, if you happen to be listening to this, whether it be my Google, Apple, Spotify, or even my Amazon Music um, podcast servers, uh, make sure to go ahead and hit the like button. Go ahead and share a review or share that um, episode out with some of your friends. Just, just let them know where we're at. You, you can hear me. You can hear Sonic You hear some of my other good friends uh, just talk about video games and everything else in between, though. But that's going to basically do it for this episode, though. So remember, y'all, until we're a video I make next, see y'all.